You have your Bibles and we'll turn to the book of Matthew, the 14th chapter, direct you to the 25th verse. And I am going to read a very familiar story to anybody that's been around this church for any length of time because I have often gone to this particular portion of Scripture for encouragement. And I return there again this morning, reading from verse 25, uh, and it reads, And in the fourth watch of the night Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. I want you to notice in particular uh, wording that is used in our text. And I want to draw out for your attention for a few moments this morning. Verse 28, Peter answering him said, Lord, if, seems incongruent that two words such as that would be joined together, and yet they are. And I want to use that as a premise for our message, and I really don't have a title for you, so we'll just call it the beginnings. God bless you. You may be seated. Peter is probably one of the most often referred to characters of the New Testament. I reckon the reason that be, being the case is because of his personality and because of his ability to put himself in positions that often he found difficult to extract himself from. Peter was uh, one of those kind of people that was impulsive and quick to respond and quick to react. And, and we see it all throughout his time that we venture uh, into his life story. We see him in different settings. We see him uh, in his moments when he is high, spiritually perceptive, spiritually alert, asking the right question. And then we see him in his lows. We see him denying and cursing. Uh, we witness in Peter a what I would consider a case study in the spiritual life. We see the success of a man and we see also his failure. We see in Peter the mixed character of a believer's experience. That in the life of Simon Peter, there is a miniature, uh, a character uh, of the spiritual life that you and I are attempting to live. We see him undoubtedly as a bold believer. He is the one who is quick to respond when the Lord said, Whom do men say that I am? 
when others were fumbling around with an answer, Jesus, I had asked the question, he readily steps forward and says, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And we see the boldness of his word as he speaks confidently of who the Lord is. And at the same time, we see his failure. We hear the Lord saying to him, Satan hath desired to have you. And at one point, Jesus refers to him as Satan. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. You don't know what you are talking about. And so in Simon Peter, we admire his bravery and we admire his assuredness. And oftentimes we criticize him acting impulsively. He acts and then considers the matter. But in our text, it is interesting to note that he addresses his master. He addresses Jesus who is coming to him on the water as Lord. He said, Lord, that word is a name of reference. It speaks of an obedient spirit in his life. He recognized him as the Lord of every situation. But in the very same verse, at the same time that he recognizes the Lord, the Sovereign One, the One that controls every situation, he also stumbles with the word if. Lord, if it be thou, that word if savors rather of unbelief or doubt rather than faith. And we see in this particular context the weakness of a man and his strength. We see him readily recognizing the Lord, but questioning whether he was capable of doing what he wanted to do. We see the faith that buoyed him up and we see him stepping out of the boat on that faith that caused him to get out of the boat. It enabled him to walk on the waters and, and find a place in the Lord that he had never known before. But we also see him quickly going down. How quickly he moves from Lord bid me to Lord save me. Amen. How quickly he moves from panic or, or from calm to panic. Like all of our lives, we are subject to change. And there are often swings in spiritual life and even in our moods. Faith and fear oftentimes come closely together. There are times in our spiritual life when we feel strong and vibrant. And we feel like we've got it all together. And then there are times when we stumble and we question whether or not we can make it. That doesn't mean that something is wrong with us. It doesn't mean that there is something out of sync in our life. It simply means that we are human. You are not always going to be strong. You are not always going to be on top of it. You are not always going to be in control of every situation. You are not always going to be courageous. You're not always going to feel strong faith in your heart. There are going to be times in your spiritual life 
and in your experience of living this life that you're going to feel weak and vulnerable. You're going to know Him as Lord, but you're also going to wonder or question whether or not you can make it. If our life experience is anything like Simon Peter's, we too will find ourselves swinging at times from times of great calm and peace in our life to to panic and and out of control situation and we wonder God what's wrong with me something must be wrong in my life and the truth is nothing is wrong you are just experiencing life if our life experience is anything like his then the good and the evil will always contend for the mastery of our lives How we are going to live is decided in moments like this. Our success or our failure is determined in moments like this. Victory or defeat is decided in moments like we have recorded in our text. I have come to tell somebody this morning that your trophies in life will never be won without trouble. All of your life you are going to experience moments when you feel strong and vibrant in the faith. And the very next moment you will feel panic in your heart. The life of faith is a continual conflict. I wish that I could tell you this morning that you could reach a place in God where you would never fear again, where you would never fail again, where you would never doubt again. But there is no such place in God. Surely this morning somebody feels strong and vibrant. Maybe somebody is here today and you feel like you're on top of the world. Everything's going your way. But tomorrow things could be different. That doesn't mean that you've fallen or failed. It doesn't mean that something is wrong in your life necessarily. It's just part of the venture in life called faith. And Simon Peter shows us how to live that life. The psalmist said it best He said, what time I am afraid. Strange that he would say it like that. But it is is proof of life. What time I am afraid. There are times when I will panic. There are times when I will feel alone. There are going to be times when I will feel like I'm losing it. There will be times in my life when I will feel that everything is out of control and nothing is working for me. But the psalmist said, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. I have come to tell somebody here this morning, don't despair if you feel panic in your heart this morning. And don't despair when you feel like you're losing it or you're going down. Just listen to what the word of the Lord said and you will learn something valuable for your spiritual life. How quickly we move from strong faith to strong crying, from boldness to breakdown. And it was in the life of Simon Peter. One moment he calls him Lord. The next word is if, a word of doubt or fear or question. One moment we see him walking on the water. The very next moment he's beginning to sink. But this is the 
This is where the story really gets interesting. This is the key, I believe, to Peter's survival. I believe the secret of Peter's surviving the ups and downs of life is found in our text here this morning. And that is when he began to sink. Everybody say, he began to sink. When he began to sink, when he began to go under the waters, the Bible said he immediately began to cry out to the Lord. When things began to go wrong, when things began to unravel, when things began going the wrong direction, Simon didn't wait until the waters were around his ankle. He didn't wait until they were around his knees. He didn't wait until they got to his waist. The Bible said immediately he cried out to the Lord. And that is the key to spiritual survival. Everybody in this building it's going to feel times in life when you're going down you're going to feel moments when you're vulnerable you're going to feel times when you don't know what to do and you're going to have moments in your life when you feel like everything is going down but at that moment when things begin to unravel when things begin to go the wrong direction when things begin to get sour when things begin to go wrong then right then at that moment you need to lift up your voice and begin to cry out to him God save me save me save me as soon as Peter realized that his feet were no longer planted on the surface of the water he began to cry out he didn't wait until the situation became desperate before he cried out when it began he started to cry When he began to sink, he cried. Everybody say it with me. When he began. When he began. He didn't wait until the marriage had completely fallen apart to do something. He didn't wait until everything had been lost before he decided to do something. He didn't wait until everything was ruined before he decided to act. When things began to go wrong, he began to cry out to the Lord. It is amazing, but in my pastoral experience, it has been my experience that more often than not, people do not heed the advice or the wisdom of Simon Peter. They wait and they linger when things begin to go wrong in their life, when things begin to go downhill in their life. They say, oh, don't worry about me, Pastor. I'm going to be all right. Don't worry about me, Preacher. Everything's going to work out. And when things go down and they get worse and worse, instead of crying out to the Lord, we're trying to figure out how we can cover it up and make it not look as bad as it is. But Simon realized something's wrong here. He realized that things weren't working the way they were. And instead of waiting for a better day, instead of waiting for something to change, Simon began to cry out, Jesus, save me, Lord. Save me, Lord. I need your help. Hallelujah. Why wait until something is ruined or until life is wrecked before you make a move? That's the wisdom of Simon Peter. Don't wait until it's too late. The story of Susan Wesley is truly an extraordinary story. 
If you've never read anything about this woman, it would do you good to find an autobiography and read about her. She was the 25th child born to her parents. Out of those 25 children, she in turn would have 19 children of her own. And one day she was asked, how do you do it? When you undertake the tremendous task of raising your children, how do you do it? And so she told them, it's very simple. I take time for each of them every day. However long it might need to be, I take time for each of them. And she said, I teach them these simple principles. Number one, beware of anything that obscures your sense of God. Whenever you are living life, she said, I taught my children to beware of anything that obscures your sense of God. It doesn't block out God. It just obscures your sense of God. Because she realized that beginnings were critical. If you can get it in the beginning, if you can stop it there, you can stop things becoming worse in your life. And so she taught her children, beware lest anything obscure your sense of God. Breathe in His presence every day that you live and dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And when you no longer love to wake up to His glorious presence, beware and realize that something has to change in your life. The second principle she taught her children was to be on guard against anything that tends to obscure His presence. Don't allow the altar of prayer to become old and cold. Don't wait until Ichabod has been written over your soul and the glory has departed. When you begin to sink, when you begin to see a drip, when your sensitivity to God begins to wane, that's when you need to react. That's when you need to move. The third principle she taught her children was beware lest anything destroy the tenderness of your conscience. Don't let your conscience that was once sensitive become seared and blunted and hard. As soon as you sense that you are no longer as tender in His presence, call on Him. Call on Him. What was she teaching her children? She was teaching them the critical point of beginnings. That's when you've got to get it in the beginning. The fourth principle she taught her children was to beware of anything that destroys your hunger for spiritual things. The Word, the Spirit of God, the house of God. As soon as you realize that you are less in love with Him today than you were yesterday, take warning and realize it's time to call on the Lord. Out of those 19 children... Two of them became two of the greatest reformers in the religious movement of the world. And all of her children contributed something to the kingdom of God. 
what she discovered and what she realized was critical to the salvation of her children was catching the beginning of things. When things start to unravel, when I begin to slip, when I start getting cold, when I start feeling a little careless, when I start feeling a little out of place, that's when I need to wake up. That's when I need to realize it's time to call on the Lord. It's time to cry out to Him. It's time to reach out to Him. It's time to believe the Lord right now. How many people would be alive today had they taken the warnings seriously. Situations changed. Families would be saved. Children rescued. Perhaps health even restored if they had just acted a little sooner. Just a few weeks ago, not hardly a couple of months ago, a young man who had visited our church, strong, tall, Robust man, if you saw him, you would see in him an athlete of athletes. He was a powerful looking man, very tall and uh, strong. He died of a heart attack, just um, just almost unexpectedly. But the truth is, after all of that was over with, it began to come out that a week or two before that, he began to feel some things in his body. He he began to feel an uneasiness. He felt a pressure. But instead of heeding beginnings, he just pushed that aside and and said, oh, I don't don't need to worry about that. That's just, you know, that's just indigestion. And so he ignored beginnings. He ignored those warning signs that had come. And so today he lies under the cold, cold sod of this earth. Why? Because he failed to heed beginnings. Simon said, I want you to look at me because what you see in me is your life. There's going to be moments when you're going to feel high. You're going to soar with eagles. You're going to have revelations of God. You're going to know the right thing to say. You're going to know the right thing to do. And there's going to be moments in your life when you're going to say the wrong thing. When you're going to do the wrong thing. There's going to be moments in your life when you're going to fail. When you're going to start going under. But when you feel that beginning to happen. When you sense the beginning of something. Don't wait don't linger but lift up your voice and begin to cry out to God because there is your salvation my simple message to you this morning is don't let things build up in your life Keep short accounts with God. Don't carry over from day to day your cares. When you fall, get back up. When you stumble, get back up. When you lose your temper, go back to the altar. When you say the wrong thing, cry out to God. When you do the wrong thing, get back up and go to the altar and say, God, here I am again. I need your renewing power. I need you to refresh my spirit. I need you to renew my mind. I don't want to be lost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you think something is going wrong, beginning to sink. There are times for all of us when that cry is our only hope. Our spiritual survival depends on us lifting our voice and crying out to Him. I'm talking about 
beginnings. Beginnings when it first starts. When you first begin to feel that coldness. Don't wait, but cry out. Don't linger in that fallen state. None of us are perfect. I wish that I saw wings here today, but I don't see any wings here today. I I wish that I saw halos here today, but I don't see any halos here today. I wish that I saw perfection here this morning, but I don't see perfection. I see men and women who struggle. Sometimes our faith is high. Sometimes we feel like we've got it We've got it under control. Sometimes we feel like we know what we're doing. We know why we're here. We know what our purpose is. Only to turn in the very next moment stumble over something. Or fall because of something. Or commit a sin. Or say something we shouldn't have said. And if we're not careful, we'll let the enemy push us down. And we'll wallow in that fallen state. When Peter said, hey... The key to survival is to cry out. Cry out. When you start going down, don't wait. Don't linger. Don't think it's going to get better. Don't act like tomorrow will be better than today. Start crying out right then. Don't wait for another moment to pass. But immediately, he began to cry out. He lifted his voice. He cried out desperately, God, save me. Save me. How many disasters in life could be avoided if when we began to sink, we cried out? How many times people are lost because when they began to sink, they thought, I, I can handle this. I, I can deal with this. When they began to grow old or cold or slip, they began to go down. They said nothing. They did nothing. Am I preaching to someone here this morning that's just beginning? Something's just beginning. You just, it just started. If it's the case, then cry out to him. Lift up your voice to him. When he began to sink, he began to cry. Recognize what is happening and lift up your voice. Let's stand together. How quickly he reacted to the crisis. How quickly he responded to that falling state he didn't linger he didn't hesitate that sinking state brought out of him a cry he didn't say no preacher not today i'm i've got everything under control he he said lord save me save me it's a picture of our life it's a picture of where some of us are this morning Some of you don't know what I'm preaching about because you're on top this morning. Some of you don't realize what I'm talking about because everything's going your way. But somebody here this morning feels like you're going under. God sent me to speak a word to you that if you'll lift up your voice to Him, He's ready to save you. He's quick to come to your aid. If you'll just cry out to Him, Lord, there's nothing really greatly wrong in my life, but I just begin to feel that I'm growing cold. Susan Wesley taught her children, that's when you need to react. That's when you need to respond. Don't let anything obscure your vision of God. Don't let anything desensitize you to His presence. Beginnings. Everybody say beginnings. Beginnings. Somebody... 
may be going down this morning. Somebody may be getting cold. Perhaps somebody may be drifting this morning. Someone has slipped in your spiritual journey and you're not where you need to be. Would you recognize that right now? And would you lift up your voice and join the throng of others that have learned what Simon Peter learned? That if you'll cry out to him, he is quick to come to your aid. Amen. Would you lift up your voice to him right now?